What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we're talking about the Cyberjet or Tesla's plans or potential plans to launch an electric airplane. I've got uh, Maddie Mogul here, aka Matt Joyce, joining the podcast. Thanks for having me, Gally. Great to see you again, Matt. So Matt is a good friend of mine, a Tesla researcher. He has been thinking about the electric jet idea more than almost anyone I know since the first time I met him, he mentioned it. So um, I thought it would be better, no one else better than to basically deep or kind of go through the theory of is Tesla ever going to get into the plane business? Will they ever launch an electric plane? We know Elon has talked about a vertical takeoff and landing jet a bunch of different times. Um, so I kind of wanted to unpack this whole idea with you and figure if Tesla was getting into the aviation business, how would they do it? What would it look like? What kind of disruption would that cause? Yeah, last time I was in New York, we did kind of a primer episode. So we dedicated a, a small chunk of that hour to discussing the electric jet. So if anyone wants to check that out give it a watch. And what that episode really centered around was Matt's work, work around the efficiency ratio, which mm -hmm. is super important uh, to this, which is basically a way of working backwards from Tesla's statistics of range and battery size to figure out the energy density of their batteries. And Matt's research shows, as I'll put up the chart right now, Tesla is by far the industry leading uh, basically batteries, battery technology. Their batteries can go the furthest, they're the most compact, um, they cost the least. And this puts them in the best position to actually launch an electric air, airplane whose biggest sort of constraint is that battery mm -hmm. technology. And so the extrapolation here is pretty clear. If Tesla keeps this lead um, and the electrification of every single transportation method occurs, then at one point, electric airplanes could be on that roadmap. Yeah. So Elon at that MIT conference, what, a few, few years back said that electric jets in order to be viable, it's really a kind of density to weight game. So it needs to hit uh, 400 watt hours per kilogram as the threshold before it's really viable. And viability wise, we're talking about a vertical takeoff and landing supersonic transcontinental electric jet. And this is an idea that Elon has mentioned a couple times. So at a high level, could you tell us like what the hell is it? Because that's, that's just a bunch of words you just said, like electrics, like what what is this thing? Yeah, so uh, technically it's not a jet. Jet would be like jet propellant. Um, so technically this design, and he's dropped some hints on it, but it sounds like it would be 75% plus battery uh, kind of built into the aircraft and then probably two electric drivetrains that power two gimbling fans. So if you imagine this thing taking off, you've got your two fans driven by the drivetrains, powered by the batteries. You don't need runways, so you can land just about anywhere as long as noise is not an issue. So just take off like this, gimbal them, and go. Wow. So the thrusters, yeah. those two gimbling thrusters, are. so it's, it's almost like in between like a helicopter and like, I guess we've seen products drone-esque drone we've mm -hmm. seen startups like Lilium uh, and then Uber just had that thing at CES where they're mm -hmm. partnering with Hyundai to make a flying it's sort of like a flying robo taxi sort yeah. of thing is that the same as this electric jet or no that's more of like a human carrying drone mm -hmm. with a bunch of propellers essentially but yeah vertical takeoff and landing technology for aircrafts it already exists you've got the Harriet jet it's just these things are crazy expensive Wow. And so Elon has talked about this idea several times correctly, that he has a specific design in mind for some sort of VTOL jet. Yeah, I think the first time he dropped a hint was in 2010 on Iron Man 2 oh, talking yeah. to Robert Downey Jr. So he's like, oh, yeah, I've gotten I've got a design in mind for an electric jet. Yeah, we put that in a video. I'm looking yeah. at Kevin because we put that in a moonshot Monday. That yeah. Clip. So yeah. every like year or two, he'll just kind of repeat that that same thing. So I think he's going to do it. It's just a matter of time and 
focus and resources and battery density. Excellent. And this jet has huge, huge implications to the overall broader transport market. But before we get into that, I would the key sort of number about this is 400 watt hours per kilogram, which you mm-hmm. mentioned, right? That's the energy density needed to basically make this work on paper. Yeah. Because we basically, the battery technology isn't ready yet for electric airplanes is what Elon Musk has been saying. Mm-hmm. But once it hits the th- this threshold, it will be. And it looks like the Model 3 I don't know, you can add some clarity to this, but the Model 3 is at a certain, you know, 260 watt hours per kilogram. If we assume some sort of small improvement, it seems like we're going to hit that needed 400 watt hours per kilogram threshold soon. Yeah. So last year, when I was here, we kind of went through the math, but basically Tesla's believed last year to be at 260 watt hours per kilogram. You got to hit 400. Uh, J.B. Straubel at a Mexican kind of technology conference said that lithium-ion batteries uh, energy density improves roughly 5% annually. Um, so if you just extrapolate that uh, 1.05 to the ninth power, uh, basically it takes nine years to go from 260 to clearing that 400 watt-hour per kilogram threshold. Uh, so we estimated at the time that 2028 is when it would be viable given no other battery breakthroughs with Maxwell or anything else, just with lithium ion and just the typical 5% uh, increase per year. And looking back, we do have some data that indicates that Tesla's batteries have been improving at about that rate historically. Like there's been a jump in energy density from the Model S and X to the Model 3 batteries. Is Mm -hmm. that correct? Yeah. And and something that I think is really interesting uh, that few people know is that when Elon Musk and J.B. Straubel first met for lunch, first time ever, J.B. was pitching Elon on an electric plane. So, I yeah, mean, this, this that goes... True? Yeah, that's true. Like, how? Did, like, what's the source of that? We can show the clip. I have a video clip of J.B. talking about print. that. We'll, yeah. we'll roll the clip. Well, um, Elon and I first met, actually, that uh, we had lunch in Los Angeles. So it was our first time uh, meeting together. And, you know, ironically, I was actually trying to, to kind of pitch him on yeah first time ever and elon said like basically it was too early and uh, wasn't really interested so he had to pitch him on cars then amazing and so what has gotten you so fascinated about this electric jet idea personally i just really don't like the flying experience so i mean it really hasn't changed in the past couple decades our parents had a better flying experience than we do was it a lot more expensive and a lot less accessible to people yes but i mean now we're just kind of sardines packed away in like this plastic tube uh You've got to go to these centralized airport hubs with all these giant runways. Um, it makes it really difficult. The the travel time, the amount of waiting, the lost bags, the terrible Wi-Fi connection, uh, lack of entertainment options. Occasionally, you'll get like a little six-inch screen in the back of your seat kind of thing. Um, weather impacting delays all that stuff the flying experience has not improved in a really long time so i think it's really ripe for disruption and this is where vertical takeoff and landing supersonic transcontinental electric jet can be a total game changer because 
you can take off and land. You can take off close to where you are and then land close to your destination, right? And then if it's supersonic, let's say you cut the flying time in half. So if you don't have to like travel a long way to the airport and then go through security and then like wait until, you know, you can take off from the gate and then get clearance for for the runway and making sure that like your destination, if you're landing in New York, that that runway is going to be clear and that there's no weather impacts. It takes so long, this entire process, and it just takes away like half of your day just to go halfway across the country. Um, so I think it's it's going to be a total game changer if you can just go like a few minutes away from your house where noise isn't a concern, land on essentially like take off from like a helicopter pad, right? Go to exactly where you want to go. I don't know if noise, if you're going to be able to like land on rooftop buildings and stuff. So maybe it'll be kind of the nearest suburb close to your destination. But imagine these like helicopter pads all over and you don't need these giant runways and you just show up. You instantly take off. It'll be smaller planes, uh, less passengers, but taking off where you want, landing where you want, getting through that process a lot faster. I just think it'll be a killer experience. So we're not even just talking about changing the propulsion technology of planes to going electric. It's really a fundamental change of how the entire air travel industry works, you're kind of saying, where we've got, because you don't need it, this huge place to take off. It might still be kind of loud. But I was thinking it's going to be quieter so you don't need to have it as far away from cities. But it really changes the entire dynamic of what air travel could be. When I figured that out, I was like, wow, this is really exciting. Because at first I thought of the VTOL jet as this super tiny niche market. Like, okay, for super rich people that instead of their private instead of their private plane, they'll just get this you know, VTOL jet. That's not super exciting. But when you think about it as actually something that is more for the mass market and could really make flights smaller, more regional, more regional, more localized, as well as making them more sustainable. Like that seems like a really exciting business opportunity. I mean, we were doing some research into the airline market. Boeing is like a $200 billion company. You know, they're doing about a hundred billion in revenue last year. You also have Airbus. I mean, this is a hundreds of billions of, of dollars a year market opportunity. That's only going to continue growing um, as the world sort of globalizes. And I don't know, I feel like personally, I've been taking more and more planes. So I really, this hits home for me. because I'm like really rooting for a sustainable, easier, more frictionless way to to solve this piece of the transportation puzzle yeah exactly and it's clean so we just looked up the numbers uh boeing and airbus basically an oligopoly for commercial aircraft uh, they both sell just over 700 uh airplanes per year so wow. i mean these things range anywhere average prices for like 737s and up uh, these planes average anywhere from 90 million dollars to like 400 million dollars per plane wow yeah. So what I think is going to happen is it's going to be something similar to the Roadster where these giant airplanes that are small, like large fortunes per plane, uh, they're just going to disrupt. And it's like a supercar where instead of paying millions of dollars, all of a sudden a Roadster is available for like 200, 250K. So what you're kind of telling me, and it, the more and more I've thought about this, like this, it does have the potential to be a serious needle moving product for for Tesla, like this aviation uh, side of the company, if you want to call it. So one of the theories is Elon hasn't actually, although he's mentioned this VTOL jet idea a bunch of times, he hasn't said whether it would even be under Tesla or SpaceX. So I'm kind of curious, you know, do you think I'm rooting for this to be under, under Tesla because obviously the battery technology is key from Tesla, but do you have any theories on that? I think it would definitely have a Tesla badge on it. Like when you've got 
the batteries, the drivetrains, um, the electric, you know, drivetrains, the gimbling fans and kind of advanced material sciences part would probably get some help from SpaceX. But then like the manufacturing of the plane itself, like that's a high volume manufacturing expertise thing. And that definitely falls under the, the Tesla umbrella. And what do you think about links to the Cybertruck? Because when I saw the Cybertruck, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this looks like some sort of military fighter you know, jet-esque design. And it also, one of the random theories that I texted you about, which is how we even decided to start making this podcast, yeah. I was like, Cyberjet, look at the owl that is the confirmation after you order the Cybertruck. Its face looks like a jet. Now I think I'm just reading way too much into the tea leaves and there's nothing there. But that is what got me thinking, like, is this, could it be a Cyberjet and look like this sort of stainless steel kind of vibe and be yet another sort of synergy of SpaceX and Tesla working together? Because the Cybertruck's really the first time we've seen that merging like a first real product and it seems like that's just going to continue more and more yeah so just to be clear the owl is from blade runner so that that is a piece of it but yeah it's definitely like cybered out with the planar design yeah that very Uh, planar design but yeah you've got starship with the 300 series stainless steel so elon's gone on and on about that of like basically strength to weight ratio and how that's really good for flight and you know protection uh, heat shield, all that kind of stuff. So there's a theory out there that the Cybertruck with the same 300 series stainless steel and the planar design is basically Tesla's practice for making an electric jet with similar materials and potentially aesthetic as well. Hmm. If that's the case and they're that they're actually thinking about an electric jet, why is Elon Musk so hesitant to say like we're going to build it and who's doing it and that there is even a project underway other than like yeah. this pie in the sky like idea he has in his mind? One is focus, another is resources, and I think there's also an element of surprise where he wants to drop this on people like the roadster. Yeah. Uh and the last thing is timing. Like if if it's not even viable until 2028, like he's already had some credibility issues as far as timeline expectations (laughs) and setting the bar really high. Uh, So why do that for himself? Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, it is, I love this thought exercise though, because I wrote my notes, like Tesla's going to become a UFO company. And I just think it's so crazy. Like that's (laughs) what I think of when I think of this V to just this thing that just and like fly, you know, it just seems like it's, it's crazy, but it's like just an example of how, it all comes back to the battery technology and Tesla's lead in that um, and lead in like manufacturing them at a cheap cost is like really enabling them to really change all sorts of types mm-hmm. of transport, not just cars. And so I think this is just like one crazy far out there theory, but you could take this a million different ways with like a different ship, you know, once the energy density continues to, to improve. Um, but I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of curious, like, do you think this is, it's, you can just take for granted that these energy density improvements will occur? Like it's easy to like, predict like okay we need to get to 400 and it's five percent a year we'll get there in eight years but like that works on a spreadsheet that's not reality you know yeah jb made it seem like it was pretty predictable like roughly five percent a year um i think what's what's really interesting is you've got this oligopoly with uh with boeing and airbus and just like we've seen with SpaceX, where the United Launch and Alliance ULA, that's Boeing and Lockheed Martin, like look at what SpaceX has done to that. They've just completely demolished them on costs and capability and the cost per seat on their crew program for SpaceX is $55 million, 
for Boeing Lockheed Martin, it's 90. So NASA is paying almost twice as much for literally the exact same thing, delivering one person to like the International Space Station. It's bonkers. And that's because they made rockets reusable, which is something that Boeing and Lockheed Martin said was impossible. Exactly. So yeah. your point is that they can, it, Tesla, Elon Musk can disrupt another oligopoly that Boeing. Leads. Yeah, it's it's not a <laughs> fair <laughs> it's not a fair fight, and you can see with that simple just pricing analogy, uh, they're basically the next Detroit, and I think eventually it'll be the same thing with Boeing and Airbus. They're making these giant planes for tens or hundreds of millions of dollars that has a lot of passenger capacity, but that's all going to get smaller and smaller. And that's going to drive up the units from 700 plus per year for the company to like, I don't know, maybe 10,000 plus of smaller planes. And then all of a sudden you get this uh, economies of scale. Why do you, you say get it's that, driving the plane sizes going down? Well, it's definitely going to. So one, you've got like the the weight of the batteries. So I think when you've but got... If, a, an, if, if it's an electric plane, you're saying? Yeah. Assuming planes yeah. go electric, this is how Boeing and Airbus would have to adapt. Totally. Okay. So with a giant plane, you've got all this fuel, right? Uh, But as you're in the air, you are burning fuel. The weight of the aircraft is decreasing. The efficiency is increasing. So you get the benefits of that. So I think physics-wise, for that reason, and because you'll be able to take off and land anywhere, you're not going to need to do a ton of people, right? It's kind of like the same analogy as Elon was thinking with this whole like Tesla minibus concept. And at first he was like, you know, maybe you fit like 12 to 15 people, maybe even more in a minibus and kind of take off and go to your destination, smart route it, something like that. But I think he seems to be going back on that a little bit because why not? I mean, the cost per mile of an autonomous, let's say Model Y the economics are so good instead of like one minibus just do two model y's and i think that same analogy will apply to electric aircrafts as well and so do you think there's any other innovation needed other than just the battery technology improvements to make electric aircraft replace the internal combustion engine yeah i mean i think you need a killer design and that's something that elon says he's had for quite a while now Uh, I'm really interested what that looks like. So fairly confident about the, he already said 75 to 80% battery, uh, and then two gimbling fans. So the same concept as like a dual motor model three, right? Even if one goes out, the other one can safely take you to your destination. Same thing with, uh, current jets. If one of the propellers goes out, then you've still got the other one that can land you safely. So that failure redundancy is obviously a really good thing. So, and then no tail. So with, with two gimbling fans, that electric jet design, you won't need a a tail. You won't need elevators that, you know, on the wings that literally raise and lower. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I don't know if it'll look, UFO-esque or something like Lilium or uh, I'm not sure but the two gimbling fans drivetrains powering them and vast majority of the weight as the battery that seems like it's it's pretty likely wow and what do you think of these other companies you mentioned uh, Lilium are they close do you think they have a chance what, what do you think about what what they're doing because it seems like there's sort of been a, a new sort of resurgence of electric aircraft interest like there's a lot of startups doing this 
Uber's talking about how they want to have flying cars around cities with Uber Elevate in like 2023. Mm -hmm. So are you taking that seriously or? I feel like I would need to take one myself. I know they just started like Uber Copter here in uh, New York. Yeah. So that, I mean, if they roll out that, what is it, Honda that they just partnered with on like an Uber drone plane kind of thing. Yeah, at CES. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I would like to see the economics, not just like the heavily discounted copter prices going from like 200 plus to 100 for like a special amount of time. Yeah. I don't know how that total addressable market would work once you've got like sustainable non-promotion pricing. Um, but yeah, you've got that Magnix company. This is like the first company to implement electric planes in real life and they're electric seaplanes. So really short distance routes essentially and landing on water and i think electric planes will go the same way as electric vehicles where early on you're just taking like the shell of these internal combustion engine vehicles and you are retrofitting it with batteries and electric drivetrain technology um, so i think that's what will happen early on but that that will be incredibly expensive in such a small use case and just like with electric vehicles where that happens, I mean, you can still get ICE vehicles electrified, uh, fully electric. It's just super expensive. Um, so it'll go from that. And then, you know, you've got Lilium, uh, Larry Page is backing both Kitty Hawk and Opener. Uh, Kitty Hawk, I believe, is uh, Sebastian Thrun, who also did uh, Udacity. Um, really interesting guy, interesting company. Uh, besides that, yeah, Uber Elevate, Vahana, they're, it, it's finally getting money, right? So in order to make this viable, in order to make electric planes real, you need a lot of money and a lot of smart people and talent working on this problem. Nothing is going to advance without money and engineering talent trying to tackle it. Do you think Elon Musk is planning for this to be a product that actually goes into the mainstream, they manufacture billions of revenue, or do you think it's just a one-off kind of design he wants for himself? No, this is going to change the game. Like, this is going to be a mainstream thing that's going to change. Because that's one thing I've always, this is why this is so fascinating to me, I've always wondered, Tesla's goal is to transition the world off of fossil fuels. Every single form of transportation is going electric. Everything's getting electrified. Like, how is that not? Like planes have to be part of that equation. I'm just taking planes yeah. and polluting constantly. And so Elon Musk is like, yes, everything will go electric. So it just seems like this is, it's got to happen at some point. And Tesla's got to be the one to do it if their batteries are the best. And the Maxwell slide, their DBE slide that shows, there's a chart that shows their energy density hitting up to 500 uh, watt hours per kilogram in a few years um, with their DBE technology, or that's the roadmap they saw in the future. So Tesla just bought Maxwell. I'm kind of curious how that ties into this because I'm really rooting for Elon Musk to drop this on battery investor day and be like, yes, like our battery technology will continue improving. And eventually we're not just going to do things on land. We're going to go to the air. We're going to disrupt aviation, make that electric too. Um, and I'm just waiting for him to like say that or, you know? Yeah, no, this is going to be a big business and the economics, it's going to be similar to electric vehicles. Um, so it could be, <clears throat> it could be a double boost where you've got these giant, uh, legacy planes that are 90 to 400 million you're only selling 700 plus right so now make those smaller bring the cost down because now all of a sudden the unit economics the volume spikes so that drives efficiencies of scale 
imagine instead of like a ninety million ninety million dollar giant plane, you've got like a ten million dollar smaller electric jet, right? And then all of a sudden you save on maintenance, uh, service, parts. It this industry could be similar to vehicles where dealerships make all of their half their money from service and maintenance, right? Legacy automakers make a huge percentage of their profits from selling parts at a ridiculously high, high margin. So if that is also the case with planes, just imagine the, the unit economics there where you bring it high volume, shrink the size of the plane, uh, the cost of electricity versus fuel, although the one caveat there is by weight, Jet fuel is 40 times more energy dense than current lithium ion batteries. So same amount of weight, lithium ion batteries have 140th the energy. And that's what makes this such an energy density game. And they also have the benefits of burning it off midair. So it it is a really difficult problem. And we're going to need some breakthroughs to make it a reality. And early on, it's going to be just like the semi, like short routes, you're going to pick the the lowest hanging fruit. And then it's going to, I mean, you've seen the expansion with range and now like Cybertruck and Roadster 500 plus 620 plus miles range. Um, so I don't know if it's ever going to get enough where it can just go like continent to continent. Um, but at least same continent, transcontinental transport, this is going to totally shift the game. It's going to be better, faster, cheaper and just an amazing experience save everyone a ton of time so will you actually be able to drive your own electric jet because i think this is kind of an x factor of like teslas have autopilot they're changing the driving experience is how is this going to change the flying experience from like a pilot perspective yeah i'm so excited about the potential of a tesla electric jet it is my life goal to get one and be able to fly it or have it fly me (laughs) yeah so so it will fly. It, it'll be autonomous is one of your theories, correct? Yeah, I think uh, electric jet autonomy will be 100 times easier to solve. You literally helicopter pad, take off, fly uh, as the crow flies straight to your destination and land so you think this is going to have Starlink too with the pizza box in the front? Didn't you say that? It could. Yeah. So Elon <laughs> said the the Starlink like satellite dish or whatever just going to be you plug it in. It's going to be a stand and then kind of like a satellite dish where you just point it up and it'll kind of rotate according to where the satellites are uh, to receive the signal. So I'm not sure if maybe you can put like that pizza box size device in the frunk of your electric jet or whatnot. But I know on my flight from Minneapolis to New York, they just go, Oh, Hey, sorry. Wi-Fi is not going to be available for your flight today and no TV in the back headrest. And it's like three plus hour flight. I don't know. It's just a really poor experience. So I'm imagining Tesla electric jet potentially partnering, utilizing the, the Starlink satellite network and just having awesome connectivity. Because when you're in a plane, really bad connectivity, uh, terrible entertainment. If you're texting people on the ground, you can't even like down, if they send you a picture, can you ever download it? No. I can't. You can't. You can't download a picture on a plane versus like 
good luck trying to stream. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. So connectivity hasn't gotten better since I've, you know, I don't know, been on airplanes the last probably yeah. decade. I mean, air, I feel like it's gotten slightly better, but the, I'm with you that the overall experience of flying sucks. And like, just that you go, you're going to an airport, like it takes forever. And I always feel like this is just such an archaic like thing. Like we're like cattle and they just like pile us in yeah, one by sardines one. Sardines in a can. Sardines in a can. We're all just like <laughs> doing this. They like scan our whole bodies and then like you take off your shoes. First of all, I'm putting my laptop and my shoes in the same bin. Mm -hmm. Everybody's putting their laptops and shoes yeah. in that. Like is that, is nobody think this is gross? <laughs> like everyone not like, everyone just pretends it's not gross. Yeah. And everyone takes their shoes off. Well, and the same, like it's so gross. You know, and, but, and it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like it just and you wastes know, so much time. Like, Prior to 9-11, we didn't even do that at all. Yeah. This wasn't a thing, this whole security process. It was not a thing. You would just get on it like a, a bus yeah. or something. I mean, I'm all for safety, but just the experience, yeah. it seems so ripe for disruption yeah. that it's like, and I think that's why people, everyone's putting so much money into it. Uber, yeah. like all these, like Larry Page, you mentioned, like Google billionaires, like transport sucks. It's one of the it's, biggest, it like, hasn't changed. worst pain yeah. points of, of, you know, society. So that's. Yeah, and you're just so looking what, at the legacy plane game is basically let's give people less and less leg room. Let's pack more and more seats in. Some people are even contemplating like basically standing and holding a rail to pack as many people in. They're shrinking bathroom sizes, cutting down on the number of bathrooms. They know right now that when I book a flight, when you book a flight, when almost anybody books a flight, it is get me from A to B in the cheapest way possible. And they know people do that. And that's why they can get away with just no television, no Wi-Fi for an entire three plus hour flight. Torture. And that, yeah, it's going <laughs> to, it's going to change. So when do you think the VTOL jet's actually coming? Like if you had to put a year on it, I guess your battery density calculations are saying like 2027. 2028 is what our video said. But that was from the model three number, which was a 2017 battery technology. Yeah, so assuming from last year it was nine years and another 5% increase versus this year, which means eight years from now. So the same timeline. Okay, so that's what you're thinking, 2028? Around yeah, I mean, that, that's, we're ballparking it. Yeah, that's, that's the earliest that it would be possible or at least make sense for transcontinental uh, transport, but that's assuming no battery breakthroughs. And so this is another reason why I'm really excited for battery and powertrain investor day is to get the lowdown on Maxwell and dry battery electrodes and anything else that they're thinking. And like, will they mention what other things they're going to do with all these battery mm -hmm. improvements they're making? Yeah. One concern of mine is that, all right, now that you've gotten to 300 to 500 miles of range, Tesla is just fine on the energy density side for like electric vehicles now. So now if they shift their focus from increasing energy density to in to to maintaining energy density but increasing the amount of cycles, yep. like charge cycles that it can go through and shelf life of that battery, that could potentially impact the timeline of wow. this and electric jet being viable. And that actually exactly is what they're doing like all the clue I, I just put out a video like i think that's what they're gonna announce the million mile battery it's less about more energy efficiency it's like yeah and that's all the jeff don research that's coming mm -hmm. out it's all about longevity all about longevity so yeah i hope that's not putting us too far behind on the electric jet idea but same <laughs> <laughs> but um 
So I'm curious, how do you think about this from the investor lens? Like, does, does is this just Matt as someone who wants to have an electric jet that gets you excited? Or does this really tie into your investment thesis? Because obviously we're both invested in Tesla, like super mm-hmm. long term. You know, that's kind of my philosophy. But, you know, do yeah. you actually think this, like, should investors be remotely considering this? Or the way I kind of it, think of it yeah. is like, it's not something I would price into my models, but it's just like, you can't just say Tesla's a car company. They're really a technology company changing mm-hmm. transportation and no slice of the transportation industry is safe for mm-hmm. Tesla eventually in the long run. And so I love like doing these theories of like yeah. how far out there, but it's hard to actually give this value. Mm-hmm. So how I think about it, you've got 80 plus billion dollar market cap now, all time highs. Uh, I think that this story is going to play out over the next two decades at least where they're attacking uh the vehicle market ride sharing and energy storage slash generation um so those are going to be three of the largest markets on planet earth and i think tesla is going to dominate all three of them but it's going to be this story is going to take a really long time to play out and so if i am thinking it all depends on the investor timeline Like, I'm going to do the same thing I did with Apple, where it's 15 years plus, just not diversifying. I'm going to put everything into Tomb and Tesla 15 plus years. And given that timeline, I think that this actually is material. But if you look at Wall Street, analyst valuations, all that stuff, they're not even pricing in energy storage and ride sharing yet. So, no, definitely not. not. That won't be until the. It won't be until they're actually selling it, even if they announce the jet. Like, they're not factoring in vehicle programs that have already been shown. (laughs) So, at risk of throwing too many buzzwords into one question, (laughs) electric jet autonomous ride sharing. I feel like Greta Thunberg cannot wait for this. (laughs) Talk talk to us about this. And what... And how does this change the infrastructure of what's needed for airports? What what does the new airport look like? Are they just adding this tacking mm-hmm. on a VTOL jet landing pad to the supercharger that I'm going to get a, a little drone deliver me an impossible slider? I'm going to eat that <laughs> while I wait, and then I'm going to take back off. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so flights and shipping is currently 5% of global CO2 emissions, but they've grown 32% over the last five years. Uh, as flying gets better, faster, cheaper, uh, I think the total addressable market is going to continue to just take off, um, which could also alleviate some driving traffic as well, which is a little interesting. That paired with the boring company tunnel strategy could be cool. Uh, but yeah, electric jet ride sharing, think about how disruptive this is in the electric vehicle space, then apply it to air travel for longer trips like it could be it could be awesome no pilot needed just show up to these little helicopter like distrib- uh, distributed hubs with their own charging infrastructure i assume it would be fast charger i think the battery swap strategy for vehicles for sure has proven unnecessary and will probably happen the same thing with electric jets um, but yeah just a charger on each pad distributed maybe run by solar because you can just put it in like rural areas and have a bunch of different takeoff and landing spots and just clean energy awesome so yeah that seems like a game changer and you've also mentioned that this could have like 
you have some fun facts about this on Mars. You actually think the VTOL jet on Mars has got some potential. So, yeah, I keep trying to think of Elon's yeah. overarching vision. So his end game is Mars colony. I think we're pretty sure he ta- he's taking that seriously. Well, like this is his life goal. He's only what like forty seven or something. So he's got at least a few more decades to to pull this off, and he's just getting more and more resources accumulated, and SpaceX is killing it. Um, so yeah, I mean, he already talked about transportation wise. Cybertruck, like a, pre- a pressurized version of Cybertruck. I don't know how serious he was, but I, Dude, I, I thought be they surprised. were going to show one at the unveiling, like the 150G <laughs> Mars version. Yeah, so I they, was like, this is a no-brainer. Maybe yeah. it's like red. Somebody, outside, somebody like tweeted copper. at him saying like, "Hey, when you take a Starship to Mars, is a Cybertruck going to be part of the cargo?" And he basically like hinted that, yeah, he was like, yeah, maybe. So if you pair like. Uh, Energy generation will be solar, maybe some like mini or mini nuclear power plant. Uh, that with like Cybertruck, um, the Mars atmosphere is only one percent as thick as Earth's, and the gravity is thirty-eight percent of Earth. So hyperloops are going to be really effective because, well, loops even you wouldn't need to make it vacuum because there's so little air resistance. So you just make loops, and that would be really efficient if they also bring the boring um, boring machine tunneling technology to Mars. And then, yeah, electric jet, I'm not too sure because the, the atmosphere is so thin. I wonder how much energy it needs to actually get up into the air because you're driving these fans that are um, going against the air to power it upward. Um, but once you get up there then it would be really simple because you've got uh, not a lot of air resistance and the gravity is only roughly a third of earth so you just glide and then could just land right wow and then starship if you've you know starship if he's planning on like really quick anywhere from earth to anywhere on earth and less than an hour thing for cargo at like a premium and then maybe people at the same price as a plane ticket someday maybe you supplement uh, that as well for some use cases on Mars, but yeah, trying to picture it and it's, it's really interesting to think about. So awesome. So I guess in 10 years, we'll be doing this podcast in your autonomous VTOL jet and in 20 years in your autonomous VTOL jet on Mars. Yeah. I think, I think hyperchange will probably have a a company jet as well. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for joining Matt. This is awesome. I'm really glad we got to discuss this. And with about eight more years until the VTOL jet comes out, I feel like we have a lot more podcasts to do before. (laughs) No, I'll come on in a decade to talk about it. When it's finally happened. Yeah. And all this this comes true. Yeah. I'm out until then. Matt, shout out to Toom. Matt, his day job is he's the CEO and founder of Toom Dips, which is awesome garlic dip. He's not paying me to say this, but I do love it. So you guys should check that out and show Matt some love. I think it's in some Whole Foods, right? Yeah. So we launched with Whole Foods Midwest uh, seven months ago. So Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, and Wisconsin. So if you're there, go to the cooler, buy the hummus, pick some up, check it out, leave some reviews. Definitely. Team.com. All right. Thank you so much. Shout out to our Patreon supporters, producers. Shout out to Kevin Philman. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. I should have given a shout out to Rob playing Rocket League. No, it's Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>